0: Good afternoon, fellow Gunners. Welcome to another episode of Canon Talk. I'm Yos Mona and my co-host, as usual, Aidan.
1: it guys, hope everybody's doing well. Arsenal take on Leicester City and then we also discuss the upcoming game against Watford.
0: Yeah, so the early kick-off uh, last week, Saturday. Um, as I mentioned, I'm always very cautious with regards to, uh, you know, the Leicester City side because I always feel... Brendan Rodgers always has him or Davy Vardy always have something, sucker punch, you know, or in the back pocket to get us. Um also keeping the same eleven who played versus Aston Willard. What was your thoughts on the lineup, you know, since we now I was starting to see a sort of uh almost like unit forming in that old squad now?
1: No, you know, I was happy with the squad. I think that Laka Laka and um Abame combination was happy to see them playing once again. Happy to see our, our back line. As, as, and I think they, they seem to, like you said, travel very well as a unit and Nuno as well, playing at left back. So, you know, he, he seems to be offering a whole lot more. Not, I'm not saying more than Tierney. I'm not saying he's a better player than Tierney. I'm not saying that, but he offers something different, you know, more attacking phrases. He, he seems a bit more lethal on that side. And with being so young, I mean, he's still a lot to come. I mean, you know, there's a, a very ex- exciting Arsenal side that, you know, you can see something is happening there. So, you know, happy with the team and that, that we're not, you know, our not being the tinker man as he was always, you know, you wouldn't get that same starting 11 probably next week.
0: Yeah, you know, so the game kicks off and it seems like Leicester, you know, fast asleep at the first whistle. Um, Arsenal, you know, spring the pass together and, you know, playing a tempo football that, you know, Leicester really couldn't cope with. And I mean, the first chance already came in the first minute where. Saka has a, a, a shot at goal, which just, you know, shaves past the goal. Um, then it was also, in the third minute, the point that I was already picking up was, it was actually hilarious to see how Leicester kept backing off all our players, because he had all of a sudden likes sort of Ben White and Gabriel almost like walking the ball out of defence or yeah. even running. And I mean, you saw, you know, gradually, in that, even at that little uh, space of four minutes where, Nuno Tavares was getting the ball, seeing, OK, nobody's tackling. And he was just gunning it for every little space he could see. And, uh, you know, eventually we end up forcing a corner, fifth minute. Uh, uh, Saka ends up floating the ball in, I mean, gets decent flight in the ball. Gabriel, I mean, we've been talking about this ages already. We, we actually have centre-backs attacking the ball from, uh, from corners. And I mean, he ends up getting a perfect glance on the ball. And the ball ends up just looping past Michael, 1-0 Arsenal.
1: Yeah, uh, you know, that's Arsenal's fourth goal of corners in the last four matches, and that's more goals than we've scored the entire last season from corners. Yeah, so, so I mean, the
0: coach, coach is something to him. <laughs> this
1: guy of Manchester we got now. Yeah, I know, it definitely has been. I mean, I mean, if we beat our season, they could have last season, and we won not even 10 games in yet. So, you know, it's, uh, it's a good sign. It's, it shows that Arsenal can score from a um, but more areas, I mean, we scored a free kick as well with Odegaard, you know, away from home. And sometimes yeah. those are the goals that kickstart something. Those are the goals that, you know, maybe turn the game because it's a set piece, you know. It's, it's, it's you know, maybe not in the game, maybe, or maybe, you know, things aren't working out. But a stroke of brilliance or a decent delivery, you know, and and suddenly you 1-0 up in the game. And like you said, 1-0 against Leicester. I'm not sure when it was the last time we led 1-0 at the King Power you know, we, I can't even recall when last we beat him there at the stadium. It must have been probably, that. could it have been the 2015-2016 season when we um, beat him, I think it was 5-2? I think that when Sanchez scored that. Uh, uh, come to think about it,
0: I think we we actually beat him last season, something like
1: 31. Oh, in, the, oh, in we, the EFL Cup? No,
0: no, no, we beat him in the league last season where Harvey Barnes still tore his ligaments in the game. you remember? We
1: played oh, like yes. Baseball. Oh, yes, 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 you're right.
0: So, um, yeah, I mean as I said, we, we take the lead, but I mean, it also shows now it's, it's a bit of old school coming back to Arsenal. I mean, we we're playing like a traditional 442, which so far so good. I mean, of course, people are going to probably uh you know figure it out or unless we start tinkering in, in in a certain way. I'm not saying drastic, but we do need to also at times alter the situation because teams are going to do that to us. But I mean, it's nice to see we going that because they either play like a four-four-two 2 with a traditional two alongside uh, side each other or uh, a Laka ends up being almost like an offset striker just playing off Alba, And then also to see uh, that, that, that uh, midfield four that can either go a straight back four or they do almost like at, at times in the game, they'll make like a diamond formation in the middle. Uh, and also with the set pieces, that's how I actually enjoy watching us think corners again because you don't know what variety is coming up. Is it a ball straight to the far post that gets headed back to the danger area or is it near post flick on and everybody just races in on the ball? So, I mean, for me, exciting times there also.
1: There's something different the man. There's constructive things happening from our set pieces, unlike before, you know, where it would be just uh, either that we concede the goal on the counter or the ball just get like they're you know, floated aimlessly somewhere or yeah. doesn't even beat the first man,
0: yeah. So, seventh minute, Obamia ends up also driving forward. Uh, the Foxes' defense again barely blocking him, and I mean, it allows him to get this uh, shot off, but I mean, of course, straight at uh, Casper Schmeichel. Eleventh minute again, Thomas Party getting in on the act, he's also making so uh, more surging runs going forward as. We almost like just overran that, at least the midfield, which is also one of the stronger points. So I don't know what, if they were almost like overcautious, they were going about stuff. But, uh, you know, there were just too many spaces for us to you know, take advantage of. Then 18th minute, Saka and Laka do a decent interchange of passes amongst themselves. They uh, get into the box, ball gets played to Laka, will, you know, dances pass, I think three players. The ball ends up breaking off, and I mean, Smith out of nowhere comes through, and he just smashes the ball in to no Arsenal.
1: He's slowly starting to, you know, prove us wrong. You know, we 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 kind of thought that he, you know, kind of that 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 Odegaard would be the the guy that's going to be yeah. attacking um, lynchpin in the team, but Smith Rowe is 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 proving to really be something special, and I think it's just making that final decision, final parts, because his work rate is. He's sick and none. Eh? Like I can't complain about his working. Like I mean, shame every every game almost the guy is like sitting on the ground because he's literally running socks off. And I think I mean that's why his socks is so short. Probably because <laughs> of running. Yeah. But uh, um, like you can't complain about him. You know we've always spoke about Özil. I'm not saying you can bring him to Özil, but I'm saying we always wanted Özil to get stuck in in tackles and do more crafting. And I think. He adds that to his game, you know, oh God, where he gets the I'm not Uta God Smith Row, he tackles, he you know, um passes, he looks for can score goals, he, he tracks back. So, you know, we do have a player now, and it's all about now just nurturing yeah. him to get to that final product.
0: So 28th minute Ramsel ends up getting in a bit of a sticky mess with his distribution. His ball gets intercepted by chu ends up directly feeding in Ianacho. In- in- and the Nigerian ends up bending a shot at goal. I mean, I really thought that was clearing into the top corner. But I mean, Ramsdale ends up, you know, rectifying his error with a fantastic fingertip
1: save. Yeah, no, Ramsdale's been a, a massive um, saviour for us, you know. Up until this point in this game, and even prior to that, you know, he's, he's, he's added points, I think, to Arsenal. Yeah. You know, you know when they say, you know, a keeper adds, you know, five, six points to you for the season. I mean, Ramsdale has probably earned us a good few points already. I think against Brighton, he made some amazing saves. I think he also against Palace, there was a save he made. And against, was it Aston Villa as well, when he made also a very crucial save.
0: And I mean, I've heard also like from, you know, different journals in it regarding Arsenal squad at the moment. Uh, like, even like the goal against Aston, uh, the, the goal, the conceding against Aston Villa, there was almost like an internal query amongst the defense about why that happened. Because you can see it's now almost like we're going with, uh, like old school Arsenal defense where, you know, they almost like duel, uh like, a, you know, the uh, sort of was like autopsy of what has gone wrong and, and where actually that the channel went wrong with, with conceding the goal. And I think for them, it's almost like, a clean sheet isn't like gold now. I mean, look, we as Arsenal fans, for us, it's like three points. The the things are clean sheets and that, they're all bonuses. And I think now you actually have, have a squad now that it, it means something now. Like, you can yes. see where people are throwing. Like, so like, look, if you think that like that Spurs game, you had. Tommy Asso and Gabriel throwing themselves in front of people. Then you had that the week before so where Ben White is throwing himself and, you know, taking shots to the chest or something like that, but he's getting the... Everybody's throwing their body on the line to preserve that clean sheet. And, I mean, when you have that alongside a goalkeeper who's commanding you of his area, he's, uh, the communication is fantastic. The distribution is amazing as well. And uh, it's not like all of that is now forming itself. So now it's not like we got... The midfield also starting to take its shape now. You've got now, there's a team up front now also scoring a bit more freer now. So, it's long as like, it's a really breath of fresh air. And I mean, exciting
1: times. I mean, if you think of it. Don't forget, he's only 23 as well, Ramsdale. So, yeah, there's a lot to come. And I mean, you there was a lot of doubt everywhere when Arsenal signed Ramsdale. You know, I guess you thought he was coming in as a number two, but... You know, Leno probably with his one foot out. I think it was a, a stroke of genius, actually. You know, I know it's still very early days, but I mean, you know, he, he has showed his worth as a keeper.
0: Yeah, because I mean, look, I, I'm at the getting slowly to a point where I'm going to have to eat some humble pie because I mean, at the moment, it looks like Edu didn't just sign people that are going to be the expensive number twos. He's look like he's now. Or well, even Ateta have now gotten players that are growing on to be something because I mean all of a sudden you've got almost all the new signings in one go that plays at the same time in the squad.
1: Yeah, definitely, it's it's it's, it's true. You know, people are going at Ateta and wanting Ateta out, and you know, the verdict is still out there. You know, this could just be a good run of form, and you yeah. know, it, it takes it up. So you never know, but I think for now you got to give credit to credit to you. I mean. Tommy yasu I was I don't know like I was extremely angry I saying I'm still venting at you like you know you're signing Tommy yasu and United just signed Ronaldo and we're signing Tommy yasu like we just gotta be a joke of a club and stuff like that because you know at that point I didn't mean it but you know you're angry you're seeing like all these signings happening United and, like you know welcome Ronaldo home and Saul going to Chelsea and, and it's just and and you're kind of feeling a bit left out but You've got to be happy at the team at the moment. You know, you look at our fortunes versus United's fortunes since, you know, we've signed Tommy asher and they've signed Ronaldo. You know, we've been bagged way more points in that time.
0: I mean, at the moment, if you look at United, Ronaldo's almost like their savior because one little injury or Niggle to him, and that whole team starts, you know, falling like a deck of cards because the sort of characters in that squad is just not there. And I mean, you can see it's, it's like... Ronaldo's got that pack weight of everybody on his back as he's carrying this team, you know, like to the, the finishing line. Um, with regards to the players and also what you said, like with, with Tommy in the I'm somebody, I mean, you know how I like, you know, backtracking on, on, on certain players when they're close to signing out to see, you know, who's close to, who's giving tabs on him as well from other clubs. And when you know that Tottenham wanted him as a as an Oriya replacement or... Uh, you look at at Ben White. where Everybody will now scoff at that that fee. Yeah. You also, had some big teams in England that were looking at him and that wanted him. I mean, they might not distance themselves once they lose in the in the you know the bidding um, race. But I mean, you you look also at, at like for me also something like Tavares. Where you already heard, the, like, you know, he was making such strides in the under twenty one Portuguese side. He was almost like he's on the verge. I mean, he's there. he's already now I think, broken through into the Portuguese national side already. He might not play yet, but I mean, he's getting already calls up, call up uh, with the national team. Same with uh, Laconga. He was also under twenty one, like a, like a senior there with the under twenty one squad, and now he's already drafted into the the Belgian uh, first team.
1: Oh, no, it's, it's 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 looking it's looking good for us at the moment.
0: Yeah. So, back to the game, um, 43rd minute, it pulls off the say that, you know, the real talking point that <laughs> from from the weekend right through still this week now that we're going through now, it's still been the talking point that say that he made. What was your thoughts when he pulled it off?
1: Uh, I thought it was goal. Like, you know, <laughs> as, as, a, as a player, as a player even, as the, one of those shots that, you got over the wall and the Paul just like going for that top corner and for him to just have got that fingertips on it, you know, to eat the pole and a barn to come back down and still make like a save after that again. It was insane.
0: I mean, he's a like, I think one of them, there was one fantastic photo that I saw, like a, like a you know, a real still of that moment where you can see that arm is so tense. So it's almost like he's, that, that the head is, the of the, the, the free kick is eating almost like a, a three-stump the way that's how firm his arm was, because his arm didn't even budge much. He just, that's the strength at the had in here, that all arm uh, down full stretch. So I mean, fantastic save. And even the recovery, like when Johnny Evans came in on the rebound, it ends, I mean, of course, you you know, you buy your luck also because it ends up hitting the post. I think it comes in off the outside of his shin and then it just starts spinning across the the goal line until Thomas Party ends up hoofing it into the uh, crowd.
1: Yeah, no, but that's a fantastic save. And I mean, you know, at, 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 it could have at, it could have made it uncomfortable at halftime. To go in at halftime two-one, you know, Leicester's tails were up. But I think that that save, you know, it, it kind of takes you a win out of your sales as well. Especially if you you know didn't have the best of first halves and you, Arsenal did kind of dominate that first half. And to go two 0 up a save like that, you know, it's a it wakes Arsenal up as well to realize, you know, hang on, we can't give away so many but you just step up. And I mean, if we have someone
0: like Peter Schmeichel giving you props in a game where his own son is playing. <laughs> that's a I love a lot. I,
1: I didn't even see that. Um, did he give? Did he, um, he
0: t- say t- t- something? He tweeted out about that. He said, "In like, what he's now watched so many, so much football in the past years. He said, this, this is now the one that's probably going to stay in the mind now for a long time.' And then he rated it as one of the best he's seen now for that in that period.' Sure. <laughs> So, yeah, second half, Rodgers then ends up making a double substitution. I think, you know, it was necessary because they were just too static in midfield. Um, uh, you could see now things were starting to change with, with Harvey Barnes playing. They looked a bit more lively on the flanks. I mean, Harvey Barnes was giving Tom Riazzi a serious workout, especially in the first five minutes of the <laughs> second half. Tielemann started looking, you know, more adventurous. I mean, 54th minute, he ends up letting fly from out of the box because... He's already on this sort of weird run where he's scoring, scoring these worldies every few weeks. So, I mean, that ends up just missing the goals. So, Arsenal makes a substitution for the eight minute Odegaard coming on for Lacazette.
1: Yeah, I was quite surprised that it happened so soon. Yeah. I think it was just a bolster the midfield, or do you think it was?
0: No, I just think he's now at the stage where you can see that. I think that is also the reason why Arsenal are looking for younger options in the summer. because of, I mean, maybe if the offer comes in even January. But you can see, he, he doesn't have it in that tank anymore. Because, I mean, the sort of football that we play now, it's a very fast tempo football, which I mean, I think we've been all asking for dying for. And now you can see it does catch up to him. You. You know, unless you, like, say, having switch with Aubameyang, where he leads the line and, and Aubameyang plays the offset striker. Uh, but I just think Aubameyang adds now uh, a better dimension going forward because he's, like, pulling people all over the place now, trying to, you know, when people are trying to tail him. And Obama's hold-up play and, and also bring other people into play, that's his key to things. But I fully agree with you. I think that with Odegaard coming on, I thought that was now that sort of option where just to get a bit more control and foot on the ball. Because look, it was like a a blue wave that was coming at us constantly for that, like, easily, what, 20 minutes where they were just relentless on, uh, on our goal.
1: Yeah, I know it, 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 it was. I think it was a very good decision. You know, you always... Um, you always say that Arsenal sometimes get bullied or sometimes, you know, they don't yep. make decisions are very reactive. But I think they were proactive in this game. Like you said, Leicester were coming like, hard at us, but there's almost like you had a little bit of calmness and, you know, instead of just waiting for something to happen, they're like, OK, let's make the sub and, you know, kind of pack the midfield. Not that it was a, a defensive sub, but it means just somebody that's, you know, more that's better maybe, you know, putting a foot in, getting the ball from deeper and playing forward. So, you know, very good decision by Arteta.
0: I mean, I also felt somewhat. I mean, look, it wasn't like at the end of the day, not a big train smash, but I just felt also in that, that period where they were dominating Leicester, I and mean, were dominating us. I mean, I just felt we lost or lost the initiative with Odegaard in the middle. I mean, I actually expected him to control the ball more because for me, know, at times Leicester were the well, the game was going too fast for him because he didn't have time to, you know, pick out his passes to to you know be a bit more influential and. He was caught numerous times in possession because he's taking, he was like, decision making was too long because yeah. I think you need to be, you know, like, you must hit the ground running already if you're coming into the squad right now because that's how the, the flow is going. Um, then in 58th minute, Ramsel ends up standing strong to uh, Lukman. I mean, it was a hell of a shot because, I mean, yeah. I think that would have probably knocked the wind out because, I mean, it was a full <laughs> pass to the chest that he ends up standing up strong. Then in 62nd minute, uh, Barnes and ends up running at uh, Ramsell. The keeper comes out almost like Peter Schmeichel is, breaks his body huge. And I mean, he ends up coming in, smothers the ball over Avi Barnes' feet.
1: Yeah, I think we were just... Uh, like, you know, I don't know if Lacos was also on our side, but I mean, our decisions were, were good, like defensive-wise, and like the saves yeah. we were making, it was just... Uh, you know, a few seasons back, or even last season, you know, that we could have easily been, you know, caught big back at 2-2.
0: Then, you know, I mean, last 20 minutes, Arsenal finally started getting more involved. I think that was almost like Leicester's energy were kind of spent because of all that sort of attacking play with no, you know, not coming to fruition. Um, we Alba ended up also hitting a shot again at, at uh, Schmeichel, who ends up having to save with his feet. Then in the last five minutes, uh, we bring on Pepe for Saka. I mean, Saka also played a fantastic game, also kept the game flowing. Then 19th minute, Colasilas comes off, uh, comes on for uh, Smith Rowe. And I mean, this is what we were saying, I think, in week's podcast, where we said he's not getting game time now. But I mean, it's, it's like with somebody with one foot out to the door, he's still, you know, playing for the club, playing for the badge right yeah. now. Uh, I mean, I, I'm actually liking that because there's no sulking involved. I mean, even with, with someone like Lucas, where Arteta's even openly talked about, you know, you know, listening to offers if to do come in for him. But I mean, he's still. Giving all for the club. And I mean, that is helping a hell of a lot now.
1: Yeah, and he still plays with a passion on his badge. so yeah, With a badge on his, on his heart. So, you know, you got to pick up to both of them.
0: Yeah, so, you know, we see at the final minutes, you know, very professionally. We get the three points and we temporarily move up to fifth position.
1: And don't forget on that day also, we got some good news of being through against Sunderland in the quarterfinal as well of the ESL yeah, Cup.
0: Yeah, that's gonna be a big bonus, especially being another home game for us. It reminds of yeah. one run we had, I think, wasn't it, with the FA Cup that time we people were wondering if we were reading the old draw system that we're not you know, playing any games really away from home. Um, yes, yes, So, yeah, the weekend game coming up, Arsenal is Watford. We now with all you know the games that now took place afterwards, we're now sixth. We play the sixteenth place team at Watford. Um, you know, also tough times for the Hornets because They've been chopping and changing coaches after a bad run of results. And, I mean, uh, the last one was uh, Cisco, Cisco Munoz, who, you know, I think there was a whole discrepancy with, you know, what the board's aims were and what he wanted, like, with targets. So, in came a uh, former Premier League winner with Leicester City, Claudio Ranieri.
1: Um, man.
0: <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> so, but, I mean, look, he's also had some crazy, crazy results. I mean, I think they... they Struggled in the last game, but then nothing. Two weeks ago, they ended up beating Everton five. Was
1: it five? Yeah, two? five two. At, <laughs> uh, with, yeah, at at Goodison Park. I mean, they smashed them. Like I, I thought watching that game. Uh, I went to gym, so I watched the game, and I was looking up, and you're seeing like this team in yellow celebrating all the time, and <laughs> you're like, what's going on? Or the wearing black or something. But I just was looking up all the time, and why is Everton not celebrating me playing Watford, but. You know, they they can be a very tricky affair, and I think that one season, um, you know, we got caught really off guard. With I think Cleverly still scored for them. I think we lost two or three or I don't know that game.
0: Yeah. So yeah, the honest key players that you know we should also be keeping an eye out is Ismail Saw, uh, Musa Susoko, ex-Tottenham, and then of course Emmanuel Dennis, who's also somebody that that you know likes to peel off defenders if you're not really you know, watching them close, because they, they can be a tricky, it could be like a banana skin type of a Premier League fixture, but I mean I still think we should have enough power to, you know, see them off, like just the tempo and, you know, the will play
1: at home. No, I think so too, though, the, for those who, who like the, the sports betting, I think odds on Arsenal is quite good, it's like, you know, 40% of your money back for every you know, a euro or, or rand or dollar or pound you put down, I mean, that's that's, that's quite decent. I think Arsenal should easily take this game against Watford. And, you know, we've been speaking so about the, like those batsmen going to 100, we just chipped in, like 10 rounds, 10 rounds, 10 rounds. Next yeah. thing you know, you're 100. I mean, we've done that now with uh, fixtures again. You know, you looked at these batch of fixtures before the international break and you were like, okay, we're we playing, um, you know, we were playing um, Palace, which we were, you know, in hindsight, it was a decent result because. We were down to one and City lost 2-0 to them. You know, we drew to Brighton as well before the international break, the previous one. And Liverpool also drew to them at Anfield. I mean, I know there's a freak result, but I mean, you know, it's one of those results where you're like, okay, um, you know what, you you take it on the chin.
0: Yeah. Yeah, because I mean, I think these games are going to be like bonuses. These, You know, especially those games where people say, oh yeah, it's like, yeah. A forgettable game. I think these games are going to be vital. I think I was listening to Ars blogging them last night when they were. I mean, it's the podcast they did. I think either Sunday or Monday, but they were also saying something down the lines of these are the, these ugly games are the one that you're either going to, you know, that even though that winning that, that escaping that Norwich game or that Burnley game, and when you see what Burnley have also been up to at the moment, where they also at times causing havoc when when, when they can. I mean. You either gonna come off, you know, limping. You might be <laughs> Burnley, but you're gonna be, in, you know, limping and then wearing the, the the war injuries, or they you know, almost like disrupt your, your your season, like they do. They did with Aston Villa as well. Was it was Aston Villa that they beat, or somewhere they beat. Also one of the, or was it was list, no, not lister, but uh, it was one of the teams that beat three one or whatever the other day. I think also, it
1: was was it brave, brave.
0: So yeah, brave. So, yeah, so now we're just going to move into the talking point um, with regards to the team setup up for tomorrow. Uh, not so tomorrow, so Sunday. Uh, Tierney could be available because I think he's probably going to get another session in today. So, I think they're, they're going to make the judgment there. And then um, with regards to the England setup, because after the Watford game, I hope you guys don't forget, that there's going to be another two-week international break. You know? uh. Yeah, I feel like it as well. So, yeah, so Smith, Rowe, and Ben White have been overlooked again by England. I mean, of course... you know, but <laughs> Yeah, part feels like, you know, disappointment for them because, you know, people like Saka and Ramsdale now drafted in. And, and, and. But I just think to myself, they're also in a sort of position where as long as you can have them fresh. And I mean, who knows? Arsenal awesome probably looks with so many big names we probably have staying behind will probably, uh, you know, have a behind-close-doors friendly again, you know, to keep just everybody on their toes.
1: You know the thing with Saka, I'm not a Ben White and Smith, though, I think, you know, in they in like, you know, what's good for them is it's fine. You know, the World Cup is going to be coming up end of the season. I think if those two can actually, um, if those who can put the performance on like they have been, you know, they could end up playing in the World Cup because oh, yeah. you know, they, they, they're coming in fresh. You know, the guy like Sterling or whatever. I'm not saying Sterling won't make it, I'm giving an example. They have to go play for City, then they go play for England, back and forth, they're back, Champions League, this, this. Ben White and, 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 and Smith Rowe are going to be playing every week in the Premier League. So, you know, they'll be fit and fresh and can show them like the you know, true talent.
0: And, you know, final point before we round off, uh, what's your take with the African Nations Cup? Do you think we have enough, you know, in the locker to cope? Or do you think we have to dip into the market or maybe, you know, bring a couple of loan signings for off here?
1: So, so who's the... It's going to be party, Pepe need, and, need and, need. and... Oh, Obama. You know, the, the, is Obama going to be going, like, 100%? Well,
0: I think me say we're going to be short for the upfront even, because, uh, you know, Balogun can't really lead the line on his own, uh, Nketi can be uh, erratic at times, if he's like, you know, everything is dependent on him, and I mean, we saw Lacazette, don't have the tank to, to see us over game of the game like that, because, you know, he probably can play our tops at the moment.
1: How 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 long is do you know how long the the international break is because I'm it's from the I'm not international the African Cup of Nations because let's let's look at the fixtures going, going from about January ish right we play Man City Tottenham the 15th of Jan Burnley Wolves Chelsea Brentford Liverpool in a, in a short space of time I think you know you probably might need a either a loan signing in which you know you have a uh, Kind of a prospect of signing because I mean, Jacques, he won't be back anytime soon as well. So you're going to have to depend on Laconga and um, Ainsley Maitland Niles to do that job. That's no, even, look,
0: even, even there with that, players, you know, mentioned, you don't even know if, if Michael Niles, he said, Look, I don't want to just be a pit pot player. I can be playing, you know, regular football somewhere else. So you have to think of possible exits also that time of the season
1: as well. So, I, I think you're probably going to have to, but it's going to kind of be that kind of signings, you know, maybe there's a prospect of signing them or you're in talks already, you know, and they say, okay, you know, we'll sign him now instead of in the summer. I mean, so I, have I to be on the on
0: one hand, yeah, you know, I'm really, you know, I do worry. But then also you have to remember, Mane and... and uh, Salah. Salah are going to be massive for Liverpool. They are key players, key cogs in that that, that squad of Liverpool. Then you've got... How many the they have? or well, don't they have that many from? I, I don't
1: think... think they have. I can't think of any African player that comes off the top of my head. Yeah. And 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 Chelsea, as well. Yeah. And United, I think. I think Arsenal and Liverpool are going to be the ones that you know could be a bit of a pickle. Although we do play Liverpool in that set of fixtures, so yeah. you know, who knows? Maybe we can actually you know, take advantage of it. Yeah.
0: Okay, so if you, do you have any other
1: talking points? No, I'm, I'm, I'm good to go.
0: Okay. Okay, guys, take it. Enjoy the game on Sunday. Hope we get the three points. Take it. Bye.
1: Cheers, guys. Let's hope we get the three points.